You are listening to the Autumn of Pit Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. We just voted the number one odd news podcast in North Korea. We were, and since it was a democratic vote, it was, it was 100%. voted on by, by one person. <laughs> the one guy that's been assigned. It was the secretary of <laughs> podcast. Uh, and then he was murdered right yeah. after. <laughs> they just strapped him to a rocket and shot him up. <laughs> How did you get our podcast in North Korea? <laughs> Smuggled it in, <laughs> in my keister. <laughs> when you went? Yeah. When you accompanied Trump? Yeah. <laughs> Part of his, his entourage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. They're like, for. We, need, we need a guy who looks like he's from the region. Yeah, so there was me or Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan was unavailable. Yeah, he's in he's in Obama's entourage. <laughs> uh, so that man uh, who has been to North Korea apparently, and I didn't know, is the ever brash Louis Fox. That's right. Yeah, you brash, you know, like like uh, I'm made out of like the like you say whatever you want. Oh, you I know? do say whatever I want. You do. I do. I'm yeah, very mouthy. Like that you keistered a <laughs> podcast in North Korea. Don't they know you can get that over the air? <laughs> Not there. <laughs> Um, so how was your 4th of July, man? Had a good time. I was in uh, Sonora, California, oh, performing at a fair. Where my dad was born. Nice. Pretty uh, exciting. Poured out a, a beer for him for Did when you? he dies. Because <laughs> he drinks so much. <laughs> Father was Mormon, so I think you would have to like convert somebody uh, in his honor. My opening act at the fair was Captain Encouragement. I know you sent me some pictures and video of this, and I was quite excited because he looks awesome. He looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> not as good as an opening act for yeah, a comedy magic show. Not so good. Why not? Basically, it's 56 minutes of him having the audience do calisthenics. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So Have he's you seen the average fair audience? <laughs> They're like, we can do about three minutes Yeah, at the most. Yeah. We can do one lunge <laughs> only if we've dropped the cotton candy on the ground. Yeah. You get one lunge. <laughs> so at one point in the middle of his show, he's like, it's refreshment break. Oh, wow. You get a water break? Yeah. That's and so nice. the water's sponsored by the health department. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Until I see her serving, like, coconut water that she had in a what the water tap thing with a big jug. Uh-huh. But she's moving it from that jug into a smaller plastic jug, uh-huh. like a gallon of water. Yeah. And then she's pouring everyone's little cups from that. Yeah. So after she finishes, I go, doesn't the health department recommend not reusing disposable plastic bottles? Because they leach chemicals. Man, you are the opposite of Captain Encouragement. <laughs> so she's like, well, yeah, but that's more. So you don't use them for months and months and months. Next show, didn't use that plastic bottle again. Really? Yeah. Wow. I encourage her to follow her own rules. No, you're discouraging. <laughs> you're discouraging, man. Yeah. You did not take the sole message to heart that Captain Encouragement was trying to invoke on the people. Yeah. Oh, the best part of the show, though, is at the end... He dance fights with villains. Oh, like imaginary villains? No, no. They're like best part of the whole show is the villains' costumes. Oh, so he dresses people up to be villains. Yeah, they're with him. They're his crew. Oh, okay. Yeah, one he's got these giant like robot arms. Does he beat the crap out of him with positivity? Positive. He does the break, the kickworm, the uh-huh. break dance move, yeah. and that knocks them both over. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, you should be better fighters. Yeah. If you work hard enough, one day you can beat me. Yeah. It was, it was a fabulous show. <laughs> so what did you do for the fourth? I played the game 
Is that a gunshot or fireworks in my neighborhood? Oh, and verdict is? 77% gunshots. <laughs> like automatic, semi-automatic? <laughs> Pretty much, dude. It's crazy. People love guns and fireworks around here. I, I can tell by the crime daily crime report that guns are popular. I have the ring doorbell. Oh, yeah. I have the community... Uh, notifies you if any other people in the neighborhood or police have yeah. been called to a residence and uh, regularly gunshots <laughs> right down the street. Nice. But what's funny is I just learned this when we were talking earlier that I live in uh, unincorporated Seattle. Yep. So we have certain type of fireworks that Seattle is not allowed. Well, not certain type, any fireworks. Oh, Seattle, you can't get None. any fireworks at all? Zero. Oh, wow. I yeah. did not know that. So you could have taken them just be, across I the... I could be uh, peddling them uh, in the city of Seattle. Yeah, you could sell fireworks to kids, not just in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I should get, like, you know, throw them in the back of my trunk and be like, I got I got M80s, I got bottle rockets, I got... What you need. What you need, what you need. I got little snakes, I got snakes. You, you got a trench coat you open. <laughs> not only are you naked underneath, but, but you have... Don't focus on the nudity. Focus <laughs> on the badass fireworks. <laughs> My fireworks are over here. <laughs> I'll, I'll make an explosion either way. No, what's uh? I didn't know that there was this many kids in my neighborhood, but like two houses over, there was probably 50 kids uh-huh. just hanging out out front, lighting off massive amounts of fireworks, like crazy stuff exploding in the sky. And I look over the fence. There's not one adult to be found. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, someone paid for all this. If you paid for it, why wouldn't you watch it? I think... The adults are all super drunk. It's probably safer to let the kids on their own. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you've, you've been drunk with fire. You're like, I'm going to shoot this Roman candle at your face. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this bottle rocket out of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen that before. Oh, and I saw it in a live show. The Flying Karamaza brothers used to do it. Really? Yeah. Nice. My dad. Uh, used to do that, too? <laughs> yeah, my dad used to do that, too. That's what you should have done in Sonora <laughs> to up. honor him. <laughs> My dad has a big scar on his face from uh, Roman candles. Oh, really? Yeah. And so my my dad was born in Sonora, but grew up in Eugene. You know, Eugene, they used to have Roman candles, ball rockets, but then they banned them as a kid. So we had no access to yeah. any cool fireworks at all. And now I have access. I just got to talk to the kids next door. Yeah, this kid's got the hookup. I know, man. <laughs> Maybe I'll take them out, have them pedal it. Yeah. Then if they get caught, they can only go to juvie. Yeah. Oh, right? now you got a crime syndicate going. That's not, yeah, you know. That's what El Chapo does to bring <laughs> drugs across the border. Yeah, but that's drugs. This is fireworks, man. Yeah. Chinese sky candy. <laughs> one just, you know, makes you feel good. One will blow your hand off. Yeah. <laughs> one will make it hurt really bad, <laughs> and you'll need the other. Uh, anything else going on? That's about all the excitement for me. Yeah? Yeah, nothing. You went to North Korea. Went to, went to North Korea. And Sonora. Yeah, and Sonora. <laughs> and you hung out with Captain Encouragement. Captain Encouragement. It's amazing. It was a solid week. Did he lift up your morale at all? No. Based off your text to me, I think it did the exact <laughs> opposite. <laughs> I should show you the text. Before we go down, my wife's like, who are you working with? And so we look it up. And we spent the whole night watching his YouTube video. Oh, wow. So you hated him before you even met him. She, she goes, you have my permission to punch him in the face. <laughs> and then he's a, he, I mean, he's a big dude. Uh-huh. He's like super tall, super muscular. I'm yeah. like, 
No, I'm not going to hit him in the face, but, but thank you for the, the I'm just going to shut down his his show by recommending that they they switch their plastics out. Yeah. I'm going to slowly d- dismantle their plan. That's the, that's the smarter way. Revenge. It's diabolical. <laughs> Revenge the dish, dish best served in reusable plastic containers. All right. Well, let's get to the story. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from fatherly.com. That's a news source more reliable than an Uber driver's pension. That's a news source more reliable than my father being there for me (laughs) on a regular basis. (laughs) Yes. But you're right. Uber, they don't get support for, I guess it hasn't been long enough for someone to retire from being an Uber driver. Yeah, unless you just rolled in late and you're like, oh, I'm 59 years old. Oh, yeah. They're independent contractors. Yes. Yeah. Good times. Unless you work in corporate. Oh, true. All right. Anyways. (laughs) That was super awesome. Fatherly.com. It's uh, some people will search for it their whole lives and never find it. (laughs) All right. This story goes saxophone playing dad serenades cows by the roadside. I would just sing to them through a bullhorn. Oh, you would? Yeah. Oh, through a bullhorn. (laughs) No, thank you on that joke. Uh, The internet. I like that you had your filter up. You didn't even hear it initially. You're like, nope. (laughs) It's hard to penetrate. (laughs) The the puns bounce off. Just like the first sentence. The internet is over the moon for an Oregon dad who's gone viral for serenading a herd of cows with some sweet saxophone jams his twitter handle is the rural john coltrane <laughs> is it yeah no <laughs> no okay i was like that's pretty awesome they're in oregon so i would assume the cows are just happy to hear anything other than jerry garcia playing yeah. long guitar solos <laughs> or just white nationalism <laughs> My parents are such goofs. They drove out to the back roads so my dad could play the cows the songs he's been learning on a saxophone, wrote Erin Herman alongside one of two video clips she tweeted on Tuesday. Has this family never heard of an open mic night? I know. (laughs) I mean, the guy looks like a Mormon youth minister. He does. He looks clean. He looks muscular. He looks like he hasn't ever drank a day in his life. Never had coffee. And he's like, my coffee, sweet saxophone jams. He's got Jesus in his veins. Yeah. <laughs> and his horn. <laughs> Jesus is my saxophone and I blow him every day. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, whoa, sorry. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> the two videos show her short-clad father, Rick Harriman, playing a handful of tunes, including George Michael's Careless Whisper. Should have played I Want Your Sex. Oh, yeah, that would be... <laughs> that's that's what they play in Ireland. <laughs> Careless whisper, never gonna move again. Guilty, utter, got no rhythm. I would, I would support this uh, album on Kickstarter. You would, <laughs> yeah. The cows are like, no, we're Boy George. We yeah. like Boy George. Get that shit out of here. 
<laughs> so he played Careless Whisper as a large group of cows scattered throughout a field walk over and gather near him. Yeah, but they don't mention that he filled his saxophone with oats. <laughs> Rick Harriman told Portland-based news station KGW8 that he's been playing sax for about seven months, but so far has only practiced in front of his relatives and dog. Yeah, that's basically an open mic night. (laughs) I did a comedy open mic night that was two dogs and no owners. And no relatives? (laughs) No relatives. After he saw a video of people playing music for animals, his wife suggested they take his act to the cow-adjacent road. He said he didn't expect such a dramatic reaction. From the bovines. They were all fainting. It was like the Beatles landing. (laughs) (laughs) They're throwing their udders at him. I wonder if, like karate, saxophone has different stages, Uh, but instead of colors, it's just animals. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So, like, if you're a beginner, it's like you play for dogs and cows, and when you're like Kenny G... It's like for chinchillas or... Yeah, a refined audience, chinchillas. (laughs) Anyways, I thought they might be curious, he said. I guess I didn't expect them to crowd the fence so much. These cows in a field are basically people in a jail where if you bring any entertainment, they're going to come by and be like, what's up? Or they're like, I'm so going to gore you with my horn right now. Aaron Herman told the Daily Dot that the cows seem to respond better than the family dog does. Yeah, because the family dog's seen some stuff. That dog watches TV. He's seen Kenny G. Yeah. When he practices saxophone, my dog hates it so much, she even chewed up his reeds, she said. My dad thought that maybe the cows would appreciate his music, even if our dog doesn't. Yeah, he's got uh, 900 cow Twitter followers now. (laughs) (laughs) The videos won her father numerous fans on Twitter, including legendary saxophonist, the aforementioned Kenny G. You know what the G stands for in Kenny G? What? Giraffe. Ah. That's how good he is. (laughs) He's reached reached giraffe level. (laughs) 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 Playing music for seemingly intrigued cows is not that uncommon in activity. As a YouTube search indicates, in 2015, animal welfare scientist Rebecca Doyle told the Australian Broadcasting Corporation that cows may be drawn to music because of their natural curiosity. Oh. Who knew that there was an animal welfare scientist? Yeah. She goes and checks on their homes. And it's in Australia. Yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> she not. She makes sure they have the plugs on the outlet. She surveys how they interact with the baby cows. But she warned that under the wrong circumstances, a musical performance could be frightening for the sensitive animals. Yeah, when you play, like, pigs marching. (laughs) Yeah, war pigs. Yeah, war pigs. There you go. (laughs) No electric guitars, no theremins, saxophones, it was okay. Yeah, none of the the mouth harp, the bow, bow, bow. Yeah, you don't want to be playing the cowbell around them. (laughs) Really? Really? (laughs) You give me the bullhorn. But then you throw out the cowbell. I'm getting mixed signals from you. <laughs> when it's in their control, a novel situation can be really enjoyable and a really positive experience, Doyle said. But conversely, when they're in a situation where it's being forced upon them and it's new and novel, it can be really fearful and stressful for them, too. That's like a lot of adult humans I know. Yeah, I feel like they're just describing techno at bars. <laughs> Like, I feel that exact same way. It's like when you go to the dive bar and someone puts Taylor Swift on the jukebox. Everyone's like, I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, Somehow I know the words to this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's really about how much control they have over the situation. So she's saying that it's indifferent. Sometimes it can be stressful. Sometimes it can't. She's giving an answer that's a non-answer. I feel like she's not a very good animal welfare scientist. Well, it's the whole like, hey, can I go uh, do this? Sure, you could, but maybe you won't. I don't know. (laughs) 
kind of answers that. <laughs> Additionally, a 2001 study suggested that slow, relaxing music could help alleviate stress in cows. Though NPR noted in a 2014 article that the study's results had not been replicated, meaning the research was still inconclusive. I think they need to do one of those stories as to whether it will up milk production or like your beef is leaner. Yeah, they did this study where they took uh, microscopic photos of water Uh and they put different glasses of water in different rooms. And so like one room, they had like heavy metal playing and then they would have people come in and be like, fuck you water you're a fucking piece of shit and then the next room would be like classical music and then someone would come in and be like you were so beautiful and elegant and Uh then they would take microscopic pictures and like they were all very so vastly different like the heavy metal was all fragmented and dark and the molecules were all messed up and then like the classical music one was all like beautiful and looked like snowflakes drinking its tea with its pinky up crazy so i imagine that's the same sort of reaction on a a large you know on a very minor scale yeah with bovines yeah, well, I mean, they do that with prisoners. They pump classical music if they want them to be sedate or if you want to stress yeah. them out. We used to do with, like, the prisoners at Guantanamo. You played heavy metal to stress them out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. It's it's the same thing. It's like a more aggressive... So Careless Whisper is good. The cows might walk away being sexually confused or <laughs> asexual. They're like, they're like, wait a minute. What did, what did George Michael get caught doing in a bathroom before he died? Okay. I'm just going to milk myself. <laughs> Uh, so what do you think about this? You know, it's not hurting anyone. Why not? Yeah. You know, the guy gets to practice. He gets an audience. The animals get something cool. The real thing I'm angry about is people watching this on the interwebs. Why? There's better. There, there's so much cooler stuff out there. Than a man serenading cows? Yeah. Come on, no way, man. That's yeah. Don't cool. you have Netflix? <laughs> there's so much cool stuff. Watch watch uh, When They See Us. You'll be way more culturally enriched than this. I don't know. I kind of like it, man. I mean, these cows don't get much entertainment, you know? Like, who's hitting the cow circuit and doing shows like, you know, at all the farmlands around? Nobody. (laughs) So I actually like this quite a bit. I like that it's in Oregon because that's where I'm from. And I like that he's playing, you know, some Careless Whisper. This guy's, you know. He's got a lot going for him. Yeah. I would like him to play. He's on the petting zoo circuit. Yeah. He's going to play your your cat's bar mitzvah. He responds to Craigslist ads to like join a band. Yeah. We need people who can play Old MacDonald Had a Farm <laughs> and Kills Whisper. <laughs> and Stripes Black Cow. <laughs> I think it was a great story. I like it. Yep. Life Coaching with Randy. Adulthood. Percent of friends that are wealthy should be greater than percent of friends with large toy collection. Weird news story number two. This story comes from the reliable foxnews.com. That's a news source more reliable than a ninja wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. What happens if it was a black Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> there's no black Hawaiian shirts. Sure, there's all sorts of colored Hawaiian shirts. That are all that are good for sneaking around <laughs> and throwing ninja yeah, stars. Yeah, maybe he wants to be comfortable and lose. <laughs> he's like, I've got to do this political assassination and go to a luau What later. happens if he's a Hawaiian ninja? It'd be implied that if he was wearing a shirt, it would be a Hawaiian shirt. 
You got me there. Or if the shirt is made in Hawaii, is it not a Hawaiian shirt? No, a Hawaiian shirt by definition is the uh, anti-ninja shirt. Gotcha. So when they catch ninjas in like Japan in like the 17th century, they would actually not handcuff them. They would put them in Hawaiian shirts. They would force them to wear Hawaiian shirts because it's so shameful in (laughs) Japanese culture. (laughs) I wonder how Mr. Miyagi survived. (laughs) All right, so this is foxnews.com if you want to check out this article. And if you read it backwards, all it says is Obama's the worst president ever. <laughs> it says, if you read the first letter of each line, it says... Trump is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Obama is the reason for our problems. <laughs> okay, story goes, burglar arrested who brought deputies donuts as peace offering. I think every burglar should bring a peace offering of some sort. I agree. There was a story, it was on our queue, we never did it though, of a guy that had his house robbed except they cleaned the house. Yeah. And he thinks it was some maids that had the wrong address but really wanted to get that paycheck. (laughs) So they broke it. So they took his TV? Yeah. We cleaned under the TV (laughs) after we took it. Yeah. We used to have a house cleaner and they broke a lamp in, in our bedroom and like didn't say anything. It was like broken. Oh yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe you wouldn't notice. Who knows? It was like in three pieces. Oh, yeah, well. This story, uh, the headline of this story is a little bit misleading because it sounds like it's the police doing wrong, right? Like, why would you arrest a guy who's just bringing a peace offering of donuts? Yeah, but you typically when there's a peace offering involved, someone's wrong. Oh, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. A Washington sheriff's office reported the strange case of a burglar who was arrested after offering responding deputies a box of donuts as a peace offering. All right, but the story gets weirder and more confusing in a second here. Yeah, people say cops love donuts, but don't recommend this method of delivery. The King County Sheriff's Office posted on Facebook Thursday mentioning a June 16th break-in at its substation in Fairwood. So the guy broke in to the police station. Yes, he broke into the police station with donuts, apparently. And you know it's an upscale neighborhood when the sheriff has a storefront. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I'll take a sheriff hoodie and two misdemeanor B&Es. This story actually happened about four miles from my house, and we reached out to the King County Sheriff's Department for comment, (laughs) and we have not gotten anything back. But we just sent that email 30 seconds ago. (laughs) What did the suspect steal after breaking into the storefront, the Post asked. I like that they keep referring it to a storefront, like you go in and buy crap there. Yeah, it's not a storefront. It's, it's like a youth center for sheriffs. <laughs> for, for cops. <laughs> it's a deputy. It's, it's what it looks keep, like, Keeping them off the street. It does. It looks in the, does that not look like a youth center? It does. Yeah, like they're getting homework help in there? Absolutely nothing. Instead, he was found sitting at the table in the back room where deputies usually complete paperwork. The suspect had his feet up on a chair watching TV and had just finished smoking a cigar. A cigar that came from the evidence locker. What are they? What are these guys? Why is this storefront? They got cigars. They got TVs. They have chairs. Yeah. Why is it even locked up? Shouldn't it be active? I would think. Yeah, it's true. Any police station I go to, I should be able to walk and open the door and be like, yo, what's up? Like, can you imagine the face of the cop getting the... We need you to come on down to the uh, the storefront, the sheriff's storefront here. Uh, we have a B and E. Wait, we have a two for one sale. On, <laughs> There's a B and E at the. It's like breaking into the jail, dude. Yeah, we have a two for one sale on racial profiling. <laughs> I. It's like digging a tunnel into a cell into the jail, and then just checking yourself in. It's a reverse El Chapo. <laughs> 
The deputy who responded asked the suspect if he broke the window to the storefront, and the suspect casually replied, yep. Yeah? Anything that you say can and will be used against you. The man said he would rather go to jail for burglarizing the substation than kill his roommate, the Post said. That's an interesting chain of thinking. I'm going to kill you. I got to do something else. Maybe I'll go for a walk. No, I'm going to do some B&E. Well, he's right. I mean, killing somebody is way worse than breaking into a cop station. Yeah, but I bet, though, if you were to take two separate crimes, the guy breaking into the the cop station gets processed a lot quicker and gets the harsher end of the the range of sentences. Than the murder? Yeah. No one does full time for murder anymore. Yeah, it's true. That's very 1970s But that doesn't logic. get you a year or two off or a couple months off. You bring donuts? <laughs> you got to bring them to the judge. I, uh, judges don't like donuts. They like coffee. They like coffee and barbecue? Yeah. They like wooden mallets. What if you brought like a nice <laughs> fucking wooden gavel? <laughs> and and like a powdered I, wit? I, I, I hand whittled this. <laughs> Out of soap in jail? In prison waiting for my court date? <laughs> You sure you know how to bribe a judge, my friend. Innocent! I made this robe out of my cellmate's back hair. Uh, but fearing deputies would be mad at him for the break-in, the suspect brought along a peace offering, a fresh box of donuts he just purchased from a nearby grocery store, which he didn't kick in the window. Yeah. He just went in and bought. Why didn't he just walk into this? This is a premeditated B&E. Yeah. He went to the store first, bought donuts, and he's like, I'm going to go kick a window into the cop station. Break in, sit down. No, it went, I'm going to kick a window into the cop station. Wait, they'll be mad at me. I'm going to go buy donuts. Wait, what if they don't get here quick? I need to go to the smoke shop and buy a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, let me check it to TV Guide and see what's on. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go back to the store and buy the TV guy. <laughs> he purchased it from a nearby grocery store, according to the Post. What cop doesn't love donuts, right? I don't know who's saying that in that quote. In the B and E guy, the, B- the perp. They don't say his name though. Why are they interviewing him? Yeah, they're quoting. They keep quoting somebody that they're not even mentioning in the <laughs> actual article. The man got his wish and was booked into the jail for malicious mischief and trespassing. The Seattle Times reported. How can you trespass on something that that you own? Like, we all own the police station. That is true. That's true. Can you be arrested for beating up a cop then? (laughs) No, because I own him. (laughs) For taking his firearm and shooting him? (laughs) Technically, those are my tax dollars. Yeah. Technically, I bought this. I own this. Yeah, for driving around a cop car. Yeah, you get you know. It's my investing theories. I think I've told you this, but we've talked about investing. My stock portfolio is ninety percent places when I travel. I will pee or poop at, but don't want to feel guilty about not buying something to use their restroom. Yeah, maybe that's what this guy did. He's like, I own this bathroom. (laughs) I own own this place. You're locked. I got to poop. Kick the door. Kick the window in. Put it on my tab. Yeah. (laughs) And then, oh, here's some donuts, though. (laughs) Well, there's the thing. When I take a dump at the Walmart in Marysville, I do bring donuts for the people who have to have to work the registers nearby. I'm like, sorry. So sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Here's a peace offering. I'm going to go download a log real quick. I actually own stock in the King County Sheriff's Department. (laughs) Because you live in King County? (laughs) I do live in King County. I own a small militia in the Congo. (laughs) You did that through through that micro lending? Yeah, I did. A sheriff spokesperson told the paper the man did not offer more information about the roommates. And they didn't even follow up. Like, I would, if someone said, look, I'm going to break into your sheriff's station so I don't kill my roommate, 
as a cop, you know, because I have my extensive police training, I would assume the guy's already dead. Yeah, exactly. I would go check on the roommate. I would not take his word for it. <laughs> How do we know the donuts aren't for the murder? Yeah. They, they wanted to give us a sugar high well, he's and crash. Like, he's like, these two donuts are for the murder. These three are for the uh, hit and run. <laughs> this one's for de-smoking the substation for my cigar smoke. <laughs> and I ate two. How come they didn't get him for smoking within 25 feet of the building? Yeah. I, man, I would have so thrown the laws are broken here. So many. The like, face, did he have his food handler's permit he, to serve the donuts? They probably would have let him off if he would have brought him weed instead yeah. of donuts, right? The Facebook post concluded by saying no word on the fate of the donuts. Oh. So the donuts did not get consumed, I'm assuming? I think they become evidence. Oh, yeah, maybe. And at some point they have the evidence locker sale. And you're like, I'm going to bid on the donuts. Do they have evidence locker sales? I think so. Oh, I want to do that so bad. So what do we think about this? I like the guy didn't murder his roommate. I'm a Well, fan we of don't that. know that to be true, actually. Okay. The guy probably didn't or uh, murder his uh, roommate. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Don't like that he's smashing up the police station, though. That's, that's my money as well, because I live in King County. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. This is my substation as well. You get out of my substation. I visit each substation in my area once a year. (laughs) Minimum. Make sure that it's all functioning. Just looking at my investment. I'm glad no one got hurt. It's kind of a wacky thing. And I think, I suspect the guy needs some, some deeper help. Yes. He needs a therapist or to go to a psych ward. Yeah. And he has uh, every donut he has is filled with something. <laughs> One is regret. What? <laughs> what? what? No, they're all filled donuts. So what does that say, psychoanalyst? Yeah, it means he's got a hole inside him. <laughs> it means you murdered your roommates. <laughs> it means... <laughs> I like that this happened so close to us. I think it was a great story. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, Oddballs. Want to thank you so much for your time and for listening to our silly podcast. Where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show coming up this week? This week, you can catch me from the 18th to the 21st at the Whidbey Island Fair in Langley, Washington. And we're going to catch the Matt Baker Comedy Stunt Show. Well, if you're listening today, which is the 16th of July, I will be at the Vancouver, Washington Library. I don't know which one specifically. Probably Washington. Well, no, I, there's a, I think there's a few in that city. Yes. Uh, I will be at one of them. That's that's the game. If you can find Matt, <laughs> you win. Get some odd and offbeat swag. You might be the only person at that show. Also, I thought I was going to be at the fair that you were going to be at, the Whidbey uh-huh. Island Fair, but apparently I am not, which has created a scurry to figure out some financial things. So if you got a gig that week... Call me up. I'll come do a show. Yeah. I'll come do a party at your house. Although... The Museum of Curious Things will be at the Celebrate Hillsboro Festival, which is in Hillsboro, Oregon, and that will be on July 20th. You so- sure you read the contract right? It's not the Celebit Hillsboro? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> also, I would do that gig if they hired me. I'd happily do it. So that's July 20th. You want to come by and check out the Museum of Curious Things. That's July 20th. And I'll be running that because I am not no longer doing the fair that you're going to Oh, that's at. great. The museum's best when you're there running it because you know about everything there. I do, but I'm very lazy. So mm-hmm. when people are like, tell me about this, I'm like, uh, uh, 
Do I have you to? You like read the plaque, jerk. Yeah, that's why I spent all the time writing that shit, so I don't have to tell you no, about it. I just gave you something new for your collection. You should bring it down. Like, So what it is, it's a giant ring. Yeah, not just a giant ring, a ring for a giant. Yes, a yes. real guy's ring that he sold replicas of his ring. Yes. And so you should have little kids for trying his fingers. On. For his fingers. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, we should mention that before I forget to have little kids try it on. <laughs> It's it's I don't know what for what finger it is for, but it is massive. I can fit two of my own fingers in it. And probably two and a half, just across the diameter. You could probably get all yeah four in if you, you can fist it. You can fist it with a little bit of love beforehand. It is, and thank you for that. It is pretty cool, and I will bring it and have it on the table. Yeah, have kids try it on, poke stuff through it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so come on out, and if you want, you can sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com. Slash Odd and Offbeat. Slash Odd and Offbeat, and we send out cool stuff to people who support us. So yeah. check that out if you want to be awesome and donate a few shekels Helps our way. Helps support the cause. Yeah. So it goes from $2 a month all the way up to $50. Folks, of course, you know, whatever you feel comfortable donating, but it does help, help us out. And you get some cool stuff in the mail. You just sent some cool stuff I out. I sent some cool stuff out. Yeah. And- Actually, I just sent out some old baseball cards with the Autonomy swag. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, love it. In 1989, this would have been like $300. In really? Like, yeah, street value. Uh, Converted, you know, to now that $300 is 78 cents. Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. It is Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card ain't worth so much it's no more. It's not, man. No. And I have a lot of them. You have like 300 of them? I do, yeah. There's a cool documentary about the baseball card industry and how mm. it was all a big fraud in that time period. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I have a shit ton of baseball cards that was was supposed to be my retirement fund that has now been like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm losing money on this uh, <laughs> safety <storage>. deposit <laughs> on the safety deposit box I have them saved in. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so, folks, if you get a chance, you can sign up for all the social media sites. We are on all of those. If you can rate us on any of the sites that you got our podcast from, that would be helpful. Or share it yep or you can make matt an offer for his baseball card collection yes i will happily sell them to the highest highest offer yes yeah and i have a ton i have some old mickey mantle baseball cards. that might actually be worse yeah they are but they have also decreased in value uh yeah but anything from like the mid 80s up is junk yeah matt baker comedy stunt show training card yeah rookie card Uh uh-huh Going for free. Going for free. Going for free. (laughs) So we want to thank you so much for uh, listening to the show, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird. Today's show is sponsored by the Association for Justifiable Reasons for Flipping People Off. Keep those turn signals on and we will keep our middle fingers out.